test, test, test. So thank Christ the sun is back today. I was thinking it might be kind of funny to hear back in this podcast where I'm like, oh man, it's snowy, that's fucked up. It's not usually snowy here. Then it started to rain and I was like, oh cool, it's raining. That'll get rid of the snow. And then I'm losing my goddamn mind because I'm like, I fucking hate the rain. But it is totally, I like this is like, I mean, obviously this trip to the West Coast for this winter has been a success because I fucking uh, broke ground on this novel. I started working on it when I moved out here. I started this podcast, but also I think another important thing is that I really did learn that I cannot deal with uh, this winter weather in the West Coast. I can't deal with the no sun thing. I just can't do it. Because the reason that one day, like one day of sunless rain completely did me in is because there was like, the first month that I got here, it was like November, it was just crazy, just crazy how sunless it was. Absolutely unbelievable. And then the month after that was pretty rough too. And then it got better and then it got now hopefully not terrible again. I don't know, but it's just, I had kind of forgotten how bad that first month was but it was so bad like I remember I called home was talking to my ma and I was like I just can't even describe it I don't know what to tell you as how you can't describe to someone what it's like to never see the sun when they're not from a place with no sun (laughs) you know like you just can't yesterday I was texting my friend Brad and I'm like this seems so insane but because we, you know, we both grew up in New Brunswick. We hate the cold. We hate the winter. And I was like, I know it sounds crazy, but I think this is worse. Because it's like the cold is at least a physical ailment. It's like a physical attack where the sunlessness and the constant rain, it's like a spiritual attack. It's like you're being poisoned, you know? It's like something in like a, a role-playing game that's like more insidious. Just something evil is just sapping your soul and sapping your humanity. It's just awful. It's awful in a whole different way. So that day yesterday was like, no, no, like I can't, I can't go back to that. I can't go back. I don't have the strength to survive this. I can't do it. So now I know that about myself, (laughs) you know, no denying that. No, I'm just going to go to Vancouver for the winter. I'm afraid not. It's uh, the sad truth with Canada, but you've got to pick your summer careful. It's like, all right, where am I going to go for the summer? There's different places that are great. Toronto's cool. Montreal's cool. Fucking Vancouver's cool. I've never been to Newfoundland, but I'd like to go sometime. I bet it's pretty in the summer. But all of these options are just the summer options. Because in the winter, everything sucks, even the West Coast. Like, the lack of snow is not worth it. It's just not worth it. I remember the first time I heard about this concept, it was like when I was pretty young, when I was like 12 or 13. I have a lot of cousins, like a ton of cousins. And I remember this one cousin of mine had seasonal depression, which they call seasonal affective disorder now, which spells sad, which, I mean, why? Why would you take something that's a serious condition and give it a cute acronym? That's ridiculous. What's wrong with seasonal depression? But anyway, she had it real bad, like for real. Like she had to get up as soon as the sun rose. She had to sit by windows in school all day because uh, like she was just like writing in her notebooks at school and it was just garbled. Like it wasn't even, 
intelligible and she didn't even quite realize she was doing that. Like she was going seriously mental. So for me, it's not like that, but it's still bad. It's definitely bad. Like I'm just remembering now how that first month when I came out here, I got into a habit where I stayed up all night because at night, you know, everything looks normal. At night, you can't tell that there's a nonstop giant gray cloud over everything. So it was just mentally easier to ignore what the weather was like, you know? If I just slept through the day, I could just imagine. I could just trick myself into thinking like, oh, I bet it was a sunny day today and I missed it, but that's all right. Like that was actually better <laughs> than just facing down the slate gray. Like, you know, uh, so I just read The Road last year, which is uh, not a great movie, but it's an okay book, not a bad book. Very weird that it won a Pulitzer Prize because it's, it's a very shallow book, but I mean, it's fine, it's a pretty cool book. But the thing with The Road, and it's like, people talk about it like it's one of the most crushing apocalypse stories of all time. But really, it's only that there's no sun. Like, there's no talk of radioactivity in the road. You know, it's not like a fallout apocalypse. It's just that there's no sun. That's all. But the fact that there's no sun makes it one of the worst apocalypse stories of all time. <laughs> you know? Having no sun is insane. It's crazy. I hate it. And, uh, yeah, I guess at least I know that now about myself for sure. Is I just, I don't have the wherewithal to survive this. It's not an option for me. I don't think I have a seasonal affective disorder, like to the point that somebody would uh, diagnose it. I just don't like it. I just hate it. <laughs> it's like, it is just like, this isn't even like life. It's like, uh, there's a quote from Firefly where they're transporting a bunch of cows and River says something along the lines of like, when they're in the hold of the ship, they forget that they're cows because they can't see the sky and they can't see the earth or feel the earth and as soon as we release them it's like suddenly they remember what they are because they're back where they're supposed to be and like that's absolutely how it feels it's like when you just can't see the sky you can't see the sun everything just sucks it's like ridiculous it's like being in hell it's not a good life at all it's awful oh brutal so anyway yeah two months clock ticking gonna get the fuck out of here but today, today's beautiful, so hopefully, hopefully it won't be another, like, insane, like, three straight weeks of fucking darkness. So writing-wise, I was saying how a couple of days ago I, uh, had, like, a nice breakthrough, kind of, of, like, whoa, I just came up with all these ideas and all these cool things that I can do for this story. But then, uh, sitting down to work on it, it's like, oh, this is actually quite overwhelming. I mean, I've got, like, four three or four quite major concepts to deal with in this conversation. Like, I don't even know if I'll get to them all. It seems like a lot. It seems like an awful lot. Yeah, and again, just like mentally, just how important the kind of mental state of mind is. Just looking at these notes, this like two or three pages of rough notes, I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is gonna telescope out into a serious fucking thing. And it just becomes tough to approach just because because human brains are feeble. <laughs> so basically what I did is I just split it into, into sections. I split it into four sections, 
four separate text files, and then one of those is still pretty big, so it might get split into some subsections itself. And that just that alone just makes it so much easier to do, of just like, all right, here's the intro, let's just get this going. Did that all up, now I'm just working on the second part, like let's ease into these heavier topics, and yeah, just taking it one piece at a time definitely helps. I mean, it's possible that this kind of approach might lead to a sort of disjointed final product, <laughs> you know, but that's okay, because this, this final product is just the first draft, it's like whatever. But I do remember, like, that would happen to me a lot when I was in, like, high school writing, where I would still write at quite a slow pace, but uh, I would always, like, when I read it back, I uh, used people's names way too much because I just kind of lost track of the flow, where I could just say, he said, she said, but I would keep, I would, like, reintroduce the characters every time I sat down for a new session of writing. And then when you read it all together, it just that was that was one thing that definitely stood out. Which uh, you know, so what? Just rewrite it. But I never really moved beyond a first draft phase back then. <laughs> it's not a very seasoned writer, seasoned in a technical sense. Because that's one thing too. I guess I'll say, kind of briefly, is. I'm not really sure what good writing is, you know? I don't know, I mean, as far as like just sitting down and writing something good, I don't think I can really do that, but I don't think it matters. Like the more I learn about writing, it really seems like just being able to identify problems is way more important. Like whatever you get down on paper the first time, as long as the gist of it is what you want, who cares what it's like, you know? That's just read it over again, read it over again, keep reading it over until you don't feel that little burr in your mind that says fix this, fix that. To me, that's the real thing. It's like not, are you a good writer or a bad writer? It's how sensitive are you to what needs to be fixed? Because if you don't know what needs to be fixed, I mean, you're dead in the water. Like, I feel like that's, that's a bad writer, is someone who doesn't see the, the problems in what they've written. And whether you can learn that or not, I have no idea. I do feel like I got a pretty good handle on that just intrinsically because I'm a super critical, fucking black and white minded, borderline personality like, crazy ass, fucking annoying jerk off. But it's so good for <laughs> identifying problems. It's so good for that. It's like, well, that's obviously shitty. Fix that, you know? Makes me hate every movie, but it's, uh, it's real good for editing. And it's one of those cases where, yeah, like, I'll take it. If it makes me a little prickly, that's fine. It's worth it. Because uh, I try to imagine that sometimes. Like, what must it be like to just watch a movie or to read a book or to read your own shit or whatever and just be like, yeah, it seems, seems pretty good. Like, then when everything, just the all-encompassing positive. Yep, yeah, it seems pretty good. Like, what the fuck is that all about? Like, maybe that's... I guess I've said before how happiness in life is more important than productive writing, which I do agree. So, I mean, hey, if you're that kind of person, good. You get to have a happy life, and I, that's good. But you shouldn't be a writer. <laughs> you should find something else to do with your time. You shouldn't have a happy life and be a writer if you're just going to not, like, be able to recognize when things aren't good. Anyway, I'm rambling a little bit. What I was going to say is even just the introduction of this chapter I'm writing was quite tricky where I'm like how do I even just like the first sentence I really kind of fucked around with it for five minutes of just like 
should I write it this way? Or if I write it that way, suddenly it's like we're from a different perspective, which I don't want to do that. I don't want to change perspective because we've been with this one character the whole time. And then I'm like, well, isn't this, this sentence is just way too long. Like, it was just weird that it took me a little time to unravel it. But that has not happened very often, writing this story, a lot less than normal. And I think it might be because this is the first long-form science fiction thing I've ever written. Like, I've written some short little things, but... But, like, if this was a contemporary story that just took place in a high school or in a coffee shop or something, I think I would... I would spend more time on this first draft because I feel like that's something I know how to do. Like, that's something I can identify, okay, was that good or was that bad? Whereas with this story, I'm really flying by the seat of my pants in some ways with this first draft. I'm like, it's fine, just let it go. And I do think that's better, and I like how it's working out. But I think the reason I'm allowing my mind to let go is because it's this genre that I am not very familiar with, and I'm really not sure how it's turning out. Like, I don't know if I'm just falling into sci-fi cliché. I don't know if I'm being too relaxed and not science fiction-y enough. I just don't know, and I feel like I won't be able to know until the whole thing's done and I go back. And then when I read it through, then I'll be able to tell how the tone should be shifted. Like, is it too far this way? Is it too far that way? Is it too stiff? Is it too loose? But there's not a lot of point in tinkering with that a lot right now, because I just don't know. I just don't have the experience of writing this kind of story. But I'm confident on the second time through, I'll be able to read it and know, like, if I like it or not. But I'm going to try, next time I write something contemporary, to still do this. I really do think it's better. I think it's better to just keep that forward momentum and not to, because it's still, you know, still a very slow process, but it's double slow if you're going back and revising every chapter right after you wrote it. And I just don't know that it's that valuable because then again, once the whole thing's done and it's time for the full draft two, there could just be massive changes, sweeping changes. So what was all that tinkering for, (laughs) you know? Like it's not the time for tinkering. And I think I kind of learned how to do this in this better way, in this more relaxed way, by approaching a genre I don't feel as comfortable with. And it's kind of worked out, it's kind of cool. But okay, that's today. I'm gonna go, speaking of, speaking of being a writer writing a book, I'm gonna go write some of my book. Let's listen to the Moby song, Raining Again, just cause, uh, just, you know, as a fucking, let's just pray to the heavens. Let's just hope that tomorrow it doesn't rain and let's hope that the next day it doesn't rain. Let's hope it never rains again. It's funny too, cause I have always loved the rain. I love it. It's like my favorite thing to just have a nice rainy day. I even like it in movies. And I like uh, in like late 80s, early 90s anime, I feel like anime was less frenetic back then in general. It was like a lot more about just calm moments and like slice of life sort of pacing, which I love. I love that type of shit. And it's very hard to find now. Nowadays, whenever I try to watch an anime, I'm like, fucking dude, I don't know. This is not hitting me. Like, where where's the fucking Legend of the Galactic Heroes? Where's Marmalade Boy? <laughs> Even like the early Ramna One Halves are very calm and then it got all crazy and I like calm I like slow 
I like eventlessness. But uh, I used to love, we used to go to these, um, this thing at the university in my hometown. We were still in high school, but they would uh, do this thing on Saturday where they would rent out one of the big teaching theaters and just play anime on the big screen in this theater. They were like fan subs, you know, they'd get the VHS tapes mailed to them and uh, it was great. And just, yeah, like watching an old school anime where it's just a picture, an outside shot of a house and the rainfall and the sound of rain and they would hang on it for way longer than a North American production would because they just want to set the scene and also they probably want to save money on the animation budget. But I love those moments, I love them. So yeah, I mean that's another just sign of how completely fucking miserable it is out here in the west coast is that I like rain, I'm a rain guy. But I like rain for one day. I don't like rain for 20 consecutive days. I don't like it. I don't like it and I don't want it. So please, rain god, please, no more. Please, no more rain. Please, please, thank you. Okay, here's raining again by Moby and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Everything you need.